It's supper time with meat and potatoes. Welcome to a fluid, spiritually inclined, and Islamically orientated podcast where we get into the meat and potatoes of matters facing the everyday Muslim. In this space, we do not waste any time on the appetizers, but go straight to the hardest morsels on the plate, pulling out major lessons and themes for you to take home in a goodie bag. All praises for Allah, the most compassionate, most merciful. I testify that there is no deity worthy worship except Allah alone, and that Prophet Muhammad is his final messenger. Um, welcome to Meat Potatoes, where we're just four uh, brothers who uh, love the deen and love talking about the deen. And tonight's, uh, on, on the menu for tonight, is our hadith that can be found in Al Bukhari and Muslim. Um, the Prophet Muhammad was quoted as saying, None of you truly believes in Allah and his religion until he loves. For his brother, what he loves for himself. Uh, brother Daniel, what's your reflection on this hadith? So, regarding this hadith, I think it's a it's a powerful thing to kind of reflect and kind of see what you want for somebody else. You want because uh, what you want for yourself, you want for somebody else. But how powerful is that that you see, uh, or you have no, I guess, stigma, or you have no. Uh, I don't know what I want for everyone in, inside of this this room at the moment. Uh, I want for for myself. Not only do I want that for uh, for myself, but I also want better for everyone else as well. I think there are a lot of dimensions uh, uh, for that. You know, it's uh, sometimes there's that animosity uh, that sometimes you don't want other people to do better uh, than than you. I think this is sometimes a natural human instinct that there's a there's a, that jealousy factor um that sort of exists that you know you want to do better than other people so you don't feel sometimes uh, inconsistent about yourself it kind of it preys on your insecurities if uh, when you have them um which is why you you want to feel like you're doing better than than other people but i think wanting to do better that person do just as well as you are, or even better than yourself, I think is really the truth in knowing that you know that that person is going to be doing good things with their money, with their wealth, with their families, with the provision that Allah SWT provides for them, enough to know that uh, even if that person has better than what you have, uh, then you know, it's uh, it's better that they have it as opposed to to you having it, or knowing that there's going to be barakah coming from that. Alhamdulillah. At least that's what I get out of the hadith. Alhamdulillah, uh, brother Rashid. Um, Bismillah. Um, th- that was a beautiful reflection. So thank you, brother, uh, brother, brother Daniel, for that. Um, when I read the hadith, I, I, I was thinking about sometimes it could be a, another brother, another sister, a Muslim or a non-Muslim that could be granted a gift from Allah. It could be a job, a car, it could be anything. Um, and when that person receives that gift, we should be happy for them. and We shouldn't be uh, upset about it. Now, if we do manage to get upset, then I think we need to start looking at our own heart and our own selves. And, and one of the diseases of the heart um, is called hasad, um, which is envy. Um, and so the definition of envy, um, it's defined as a blessing that Allah gives. Um, and then it's bestowed on an envied person uh, is taking away from them, whether it is a blessing in religion or in a worldly affair. 
Um, now, the two times when it's okay to be envious of someone is if they're making money um, and they're taking that money and they're allowed to, or they're, they take the, um, the initiative to spend it in sadaqah, in, so, in some form of charity, um, or if a person is given wisdom and they share that with other people. So in those particular cases, it's absolutely okay to be envious. But in any other instance, we should be happy for a brother. We should be happy for a sister. Um, if we see someone uh, obtain something, then we should make dua for them. Uh, and then inshallah ta'ala, that dua will come back um, will come back for, for us. But definitely envy is a disease of the heart. And we have to be careful of that. Um, and now is my reflection, alhamdulillah. Uh, Brother Kenneth? <clears throat> Bismillah. Yeah, so when I think about this this hadith, quite a few things come to mind. Um, first and foremost, what comes to my mind is what's known as the golden rule, right? The idea mm -hmm. that everyone should treat others as they would themselves would like to be treated. And actually, when you Google uh, the golden rule, you'll find like this picture with all these different um, religions and ideologies that have somewhat of a similar message of treating your neighbor um, as you would like to be treated. In fact, I think even in Christianity, and Brother Daniel could probably correct me on this or, or clarify me on this. I think it says, because um, I haven't been Christian like, subhanAllah, um, <laughs> almost 20 years. So I forgot quite a lot that I learned in, in, in the church. But... I think it's um, do as to do as to do to others as you have others do unto you. Do unto I think you. is yes. what it says there, which is somewhat similar to this hadith. However, I would say this hadith is even a higher degree than treating to others as you would like to be treated, because it's what is the prophet peace be upon him saying here? He's saying love for your brother what you would love for yourself. So it's more than just, okay, treating someone like you want to be treated. It's, it's like a higher degree than that. It's what I would love for myself, the best that I would want for myself in my life. I want the exact same for that person. And interestingly, um, when I was, I was looking into the 40 Hadith of Imam Nawawi, which uh, where this Hadith can be found. And according to that book, Imam Nawawi, um, said that this, even though the word, you know, achi, um, your, his, your, his brother is used, and typically when we say brother in the Islamic context, this is referring to your Muslim brothers and sisters, he's, he said that this particular hadith could also be interpreted to be like of a wider context, to include your brothers and sisters, not just in faith, but in humanity, right? Mm -hmm. So loving for your fellow man what you love for yourself. And... We really, we really think about that, loving for others what you love for, for yourself. Like what, what Brother um, Rashid said, um, it's kind of when something good happens to someone else, to be happy for that person and not to be, be envious. And even the, in the points that Brother Rashid mentioned when, where, it's perf it, where it's allowed to have that type of jealousy, it's more of it's more of the jealousy where you want to be on that same level as a brother, not the type of jealousy where it's like, well, if I can't have it, he can't have it. The, the permissible jealousy is a jealousy where you see someone do something good with the risk of the provisions that Allah has given them and pray and hope that you can be on that same level one day, some, one day. not thinking I don't want that for that person. I only want that for me. It's raising yourself up to be on that same level. 
that's the type of permissible um, envy or jealousy that we're, we're, we're talking about here. And so I think the biggest thing from this, this hadith is really reflect on what it means to, what it really means to love for someone what you love for yourself. It's more than just wanting to treat others the way you would like to be treated. It's wanting the best for your brothers and sisters, not only in Islam, but also in humanity. Very good reflection. Um, so, I mean, I thought a lot of the same things you other brothers were saying, and, um, and uh, so, yes, I, you know, I it brought up my Christian roots about what you said, Brother Kenneth, about um, wanting for your wanting for your neighbor what you want for yourself, do unto others as you want to do unto, do unto you, whatever. But um, it's, you know, it's also, uh, I think of more like, I think of like on a spiritual level, like spiritually, you want for your brother and your sisters what you want for yourself. So, you know, you want the best in this in this life, obviously. So you want them to reach the highest levels of, of, of knowledge. And of course, ultimately, you want them to to, to be Muslim and to and to die in in the faith and be granted jinnah, um, paradise. But it's you know it's also about community, right? You know, in order to to have a successful community, the people in that community have to have to want what they want for themselves, for their brothers and sisters, for their neighbors. So this is you know this brings in the broader idea of not just your Muslim brothers and sisters, but your brothers and sisters in humanity. And it's a, it's very profound. I mean, I, you know, and the thing is like, I understand, I think I understand the concept or the hadith, but the thing is like, how do you implement that in your daily life? Like, how do you really, really go out? How do we, how should we be going out into the world and really displaying that um, to our community, the broader community, and then our, our Muslim community? Um, just yesterday, uh, you know, um, at the cookbook, the, the, the sermon, the the imam was giving at the at the at the masjid at the end. He was talking about you know building you know community building and that you know he's old now and he's done it all, but he needs to us to us mostly. He was speaking specifically to the brothers. We gotta step up and make the masjid our community center and and spend you know you know we should spend more time there than we are now. And um, and so yeah, I mean you know so that's how you build a community and you, you know, if everybody's there working together, sharing the burden, sharing the, the set, the set and the success and the failures, then that's, you know, that's, 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 that's living in the, in the, in the, in the shadow of this, this hadith and it makes it more real. So, um, you know, those were all great reflections. And, um, if anybody has anything else they want to say, they can just jump on in. Yeah, yeah, so I think, uh, brother. Uh, oh, sorry about that, brother Daniel. Um, are you good, brother Kenneth? I, um, I think, okay. brother Abdul Rashid. Uh, um, he, you, you, you highlight a very important aspect that I think really could we really could spend a lot of time talking about, and that is the communal aspect of this hadith: loving for your community what you love for yourself. And I mean, if we're being honest, essentially what we're talking about, guys, is we're talking about empathy, right? Having empathy, and this is something that. I think um, is something that I think everyone on a basic level understands the need for empathy and everything. I think everyone has a certain degree of empathy, but we need to kind of reflect more. And I think this kind of goes into Brother Abdul Rashid, how we can kind of implement the meaning of this hadith into our lives. We kind of have to think of the word that's being used here, uh, you know, his brother, brother, what is brother? Family, right? So whenever a family member is going through a difficult time, you know, do we just say like, ugh, 
I feel really bad, but you know, it's not my problem. No, of course not. Normally, when we hear about a family member, an aunt, an uncle, a brother, a sister going through a difficult time, what do we do? We're like, hey, what can I do to help? You know, we are proactive in trying to offer our aid, try and be there for them, help them in whatever way that we can. We need to have that same mentality when it comes to our community, right? Let me tell you, let me tell you guys something. So I'm currently going to UNT Dallas College of Laws in downtown Dallas. And every time I'm driving back home, I go under this bridge on the right side of the bridge is a sidewalk where it's just filled with um, homeless people sleeping in like these blankets and stuff that I guess were either donated to them or they were able to to grab. And, you know, it breaks my heart every single time. But sometimes it's like I tell myself, man, Kenneth, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing for these people? It's good to feel bad, but are there any causes you're getting involved in trying, you know, address this this issue? And I think these are the these are the questions we need to ask ourselves when we see someone going through something, whether it's our brothers and sisters in faith or some random person on the street who's, who's in need. But Brother Daniel, I'm, I'm sorry for, for cutting you off. I really want to hear what, what, what you have to say. <laughs> well, luckily, Brother Kenneth, uh, the thing that I wanted to comment on was actually what you first uh, mentioned. Uh, so that little list oh. that you had. Oh, I took your thunder then. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, uh, I'm just adding some rumble to yours. He was eating off your plate. Oh, there you go. He was pulling off the fatty parts from the, from the plate. Alhamdulillah. So the, uh, the the little list that you were talking about uh, in regards of like the difference, uh, these hadiths or not not hadiths for on our part, um, but other religions, uh, the list of the golden rule, as you were saying, Christianity was you love uh, for your for your neighbors, you want for yourself. And this hadith that we're actually reading is that same hadith that's listed for in regards for Islam. Um, so I, I think it's relevant to know that this golden rule that exists for all sorts of religions and as we do for our own uh, is prevalent in regards for us displaying the means or how we should act as human beings towards other sorts of human beings. I guess godliness or the, the sense of having a connection with our creator is by showing that to humanity by being an upright sort of human being so that we make that difference inside of our community. And as, uh, as Abdul Rashid was saying, you know, we need to be those sorts of people inside of our community to show like that this is the means of goodness. And if we want to be those sorts of people, we do need to outreach and we do need to uh, be those staples in the community. And we need to be able to, you know, pass the torch on to our next generation. Um, it's, and I think that's very important that uh, we are those, I guess, fire stokers uh, to kind of inflame people so that we can make that difference so that we don't see those homeless people that are on the side of the street. Of course, you know, that will one way or another, you know, that sometimes it's just a, uh, is a defect, a part of our society, but at least we can at least try to do something. And of course, at Las Puntas looks at our, at, at our intentions and our efforts, not at the successes of whether or not um, they do make the difference. But for the sake that we want to do it for his sake, alhamdulillah, and for the sake of our humanity, because as much as we see those people and we empathize with those sorts of people, 
we don't want that for ourselves. Why would we want that for somebody else? Um, alhamdulillah. And also, um, you, yeah, when you guys were speaking of other religions and traditions and humanity, um, it, it made me think of some of the stories that are even come from a Bible, like Cain and Abel, um, or the story of Yusuf. Um, and those were both situations where a brother disliked another brother for the things that they were given. So there was envy built in them. There was hatred built in them. There was evil to the point where they actually committed murder. Not to say we would go that far and may Allah protect us from that. But the simple fact that those are issues that are spoken of within the Bible and within the Quran um, about how we should not dislike the other things that are given to people. And within Cain and Abel, uh, within the story in the, uh, in the Quran, it was really about one person's blessing being um, uh, being accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and another person's blessings or, or a donation or contributions not being uh, accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So because one brother felt a, a certain way about another brother, he took action against him. Um, and so we always have to be be careful about that and know and, and want for other people like we want for themselves. If, if my brother's blessings were accepted by Allah, then I should be happy about that. I shouldn't be upset about that. And, and those are the kinds of things I think we could push forward um, through um, through the character that we have, inshallah. Um, so I was just thinking, so, you know, there are some, you know, in some instances, you know, when brothers are more blessed with these things, uh, blessings, uh, material wealth, material gains, and, you know, people in our same community, they don't have that. And how sometimes that makes them feel a certain way, right? Uh, jealousy may be, may be part of it. But when you have, like, so when you have all this extra stuff, how do you then live the, live this uh, this hadith and and want for your brother? Like, if, I mean, if you're Bill Gates, if you're Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos, how do you, and you were, quote unquote, a Muslim, how do you, how do you, how do you live this, 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 this hadith? without giving away all your stuff, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. And we shouldn't even be mad at Bezos right. and Bill Gates, right? They were smart enough and crafty enough to come up with ideas to do the things that they're doing. So does that necessarily mean we need to hate and them? And lucky enough. Right. And well, right. Lucky enough. <laughs> but, I mean, there, there's but, other sides to that coin, I mean, but I'm just saying I have no hatred towards Bezos and, and those guys because they thought through those situations and they, they managed to turn it to their benefit. Right. Now, my thing is, now they make money hand over fist off the rest of the world, but how do they then in turn make the, those who don't have as much as them not want to come get their stuff? Like, you know what I'm saying? And and my real question is, like, how much is, when is enough enough? Like, and is it never enough? I mean, I guess, you know, it depends on your belief system. It is it never enough. And how do I, how do I, how do I, how do I, implement this hadith in my life when I have 10 times more than my neighbor. Hmm. Well, let's look at it this way. Uh, when we compare ourselves to, for an example, the people that we uh, sometimes compare ourselves to, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, who is getting more more benefit? In, inevitably, at the end of, of our life, going into the, the afterlife, uh, for us having halal wealth or for us uh, donating, giving our zakats for using it to support our families and doing it in a Muslim means in a Muslim fashion, we are actually getting more benefit than all the money in the world, you know, a thousand, a million times over. Mm -hmm. So 
as 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 coy as this kind of sounds, you know, I'm happy that I have what I have that is eventually going to be actually beneficial for me and actually feel sorry in a way that Jeff Bezos will have all of this wealth, but none of it's going to be is actually probably going to account against him uh, for him, you know, either mistreating his employees or not paying his dues or not doing this or not doing that uh, compared to what, what I will have for me doing uh, according as the last one Allah has commanded me to do. Hashtag, so. let's converse. Let's convert Jeff Bezos. In other words, <laughs> inshallah. Yeah. 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 Inshallah. What, what, if, what if he becomes Bezos Muslim and donates a lot of money? Then what? <laughs> <laughs> so didn't no, he? Uh, didn't he mention I, about yeah, the, the the eighty? So he, his net worth is what eighty six billion. And he was saying so if the world uh, uh, or if, I forget who it was, he will donate six billion dollars if they can figure out how donating six billion of his uh, of his wealth will find the means to end world hunger. Isn't that technically five percent the cat? I mean hey that's 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 great. He may, he that's may have potential. No, Quio, quick disclaimer guys, we're not, you know, trying to, you know, convert Jeff Bezos. Obviously we would we hope everyone can eventually embrace Islam, but you know, but don't on. take what we're saying and say, you know, oh the the meat and potato brothers are trying to uh, indoctrinate Jeff Bezos. And none of that, all right? None of that. Um, no, but no, quickly, I'll ask one if I guide them, guide them both. And, I mean, no, I mean absolutely. I mean, but on that note, brother, brother Daniel, I think you ha- you you highlight something very important, which is how wealth in and of itself doesn't mean anything. And for example, someone like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, these um, these people who have such vast amounts of wealth, I for one have never once felt jealous towards them, jealousy towards them at all, because we have to understand that. Wealth by itself does not mean anything. Um, and even, you know, Allah says that those who will be, even though I know we're talking, we're not talking about this, this hadith. Um, this is not the hadith on the dinner table, but I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, go in the fridge and quickly grab this, uh, this leftover. Um, but, uh, you know, Allah SWT said is a hadith qudsi, which means a hadith where the Prophet is directly quoting um, Allah. And so Allah says in this hadith that every, everyone will, Every action is determined by its intention, and everyone will be rewarded by what they intended. So, if your wealth, if you're for you accumulating wealth is purely for the purpose of being rich, then you know, you're rich. That's not going to mean anything for you on you know the the last day when we're all resurrected and we're held accountable for for our actions. It's not going to be anything for you. As a matter of fact, you're going to be questioned on what you did with that wealth, that risk, that provision that Allah has 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 given you right so i think it's more important to kind of focus on all right what about those like 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 you mentioned those of us who are muslim who are muslims who are believers and we are blessed with a lot of wealth that is a responsibility right now this doesn't mean that we give all our wealth away we have to understand that we're also um taught that we need to take the middle path um where allah says um, I think this is in uh, Surah Al-Furqan, um, the chapter of the um, the, the division, um, where he says that you know the duels who are Rahman or the slave of the of the most compassionate, they are neither um, overly spent overly spending nor are they miserly. They're 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 they're, they're the middle path, right? They're they're moderate. 
So it's give, yeah, we should give our wealth, but give in moderation, right? So if Allah blesses you with wealth, yeah, you can take advantage of that, and you should take advantage of that and be thankful for that. But not give everything you have away, but at the same time, it's also important that when Allah has given you wealth, yes, a good a portion, a decent portion of it should go towards helping your your fellow man. It's kind of having that that middle path, so 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 to speak. So um, beautiful. Uh, so um, in closing, we'll uh, you know, uh, Brother Daniel, what's your uh, your final thought on this uh, this hadith? Subhanallah. I think uh, there's still a lot that we could. Uh discuss and talk about regarding this topic but I, I think that um brother kenneth has a lot of had a lot of great points uh regarding uh the value of wealth if we want to if we want to call it that um what is the i guess intrinsic value of, of anything because uh, Allah won't even mentions uh, i'm not i don't recall the uh the surah or the ayah that the people will come on the day of judgment and they will offer up the entire world or their entire wealth they will offer up their their wives their children their friends whoever it may possibly be so that they can get into jenna but it's not going to be accepted of them because you know what is it worth to a lost world to allah it's not worth anything it's it is our deeds and our hearts that are going to be judged on the day of judgment and i think we need to uh, remember that and that's why we need to not you know chase this chase this dunya because all of it is not we can't take it as as my mother uh, famously uh reminds me you can't take it with you can't take it with you <laughs> and and there are all there are things that you know we say that there are things that money can't buy and of course that is uh that is true and you know you can invest in things that may make you happy but you know what what's the point of buying you know a fifty room home if there's nobody inside of it? What is the point of having all the all the money in the world if there's no one to to share it with? What is the point of doing any of these sort of things or having any of these sort of things if one day you're going to have to leave it behind and then stand in front of the Lord of the world and say you know what you did with that wealth and how horrid is that going to be if we misuse that wealth as opposed to not having that wealth and being admitted into the Jannah the paradise five hundred years earlier because of that. Alhamdulillah. So real quick, Brother Daniel, what is what does oh, dunya sorry. mean? What does dunya, dunya mean, Brother Daniel? The dunya is this life, alhamdulillah, the lowest life, uh, this physical realm that we're currently in, this test before we could go on to the akhirah, the afterlife, uh, the life in the grave, and then the life in the, the judgment day, Yom Kiyama. Right. Thanks for the reminder. MashaAllah, thanks for the reminder. For the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for the rush. Okay, get a room. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, in closing, I, I want to say that once we take Shahada, and maybe even before then, but we go through this dunya, this life, this world, trying to do the best deeds that we can possibly do, um, whether we're treating our parents nicely, our kids nicely, giving them the rights that they deserve, feeding people, doing whatever we can do uh, in the best of deeds so that we can end up in Jannah, in paradise, and a high station in paradise uh, with our prophet um may peace and blessings be upon him um but i think it's also important for us to remember for me to remember that i can't do things to try to make all of those deeds go away right i want to take those deeds with me um by allah's mercy so in, in closing i wanted to just share this hadith that i had um that i had come across where the prophet sallallahu may peace and blessings be upon him said beware of jealousy or hasad 
for verily it destroys good deeds the way fire destroys wood. Um, let me repeat that. Beware of jealousy, Hasad, for verily it destroys good deeds the way fire destroys wood. So even though we walk through this planet doing all the good that we can do, if there's any hate or jealousy or anything like that towards another human being, all of those good deeds could essentially be uh, be burned away. May Allah protect us from that um, and grant us Jannah, uh, paradise, and help us to be the best uh Help us to have the best of character like our, our beloved Prophet Sallallahu May peace and blessings be upon him. That was some that was some good dessert, Brother Rashid. Uh, thank you. For <laughs> I brought thank the, you for the bean pie. Dessert. That was bean pie. That was bean pie. Sacramento bean pie. For those who don't know, for those who don't know, pies, by the way. Brother Kenneth was the uh, the lovely brother who introduced me to bean pie, which I recently came across of uh, one of those things of uh, tell me you're Muslim without telling me that you're Muslim. And it had a picture of a bean pie. Uh <laughs> Did you have the bean pie yet, Brother Daniel, is the question yet. Have you tried didn't, it yet? Didn't you uh, send me a bean pie? Did I? My son makes a wonderful bean pie, by the way. He wonderful. Does. He does. We, you, you guys need to try it. Um but uh, we'll have we'll have dessert later on, our second so, dessert. We, rather so. cheap bought the dessert um, oh, already yeah. for this episode. But my closing thoughts. Um, so I really want to just kind of quickly highlight, I think, one practical way we can implement this this hadith. Um, so obviously, all of us here, um, where we're Muslim, I think most of us here have been Muslim for a few years now. So we're not really, you know, celebrating Christmas anymore. But I think all of us here also have. You know, some probably pretty some fond, pretty fond memories of Christmas. Um, I know I did, and whenever it was the Christmas season, um, whenever I became more of like you know a young adult in my teens to my early twenties before I became Muslim, my favorite part of the season was not actually receiving gifts but giving gifts because the it got me excited thinking about the happy. Um, expression on the face of my family and my friends when they opened that gift that I got for them, that feeling of excitement of being able to see their excitement, right? Um, that type of feeling, I think, that feeling of wanting to do something for someone else because their happiness is your happiness, that's the type of um, mentality we have to kind of build ourselves to when it comes to implementing this, this hadith. Being able to have happiness for others' happiness, to be excited for someone else's excitement. And all of us are familiar with this feeling, whether, we, whether it's with our children, our spouses, our siblings, our very close friends, our brother Daniels, our brother Abdul Rashid, our brother Rashid. <laughs> um, but, we're, we're, but all of us are familiar with that feeling. It's just kind of taking that feeling and being able to expand it for others to have to it's for you to for, for that feeling to expand to include others our brothers and sisters um, in faith and of course our brothers and sisters in um, humanity as as well and one last thing regarding the practical aspect of this this hadith and we'll move it back to brother Abdul Rashid um, so when this hadith says love for your brother what you love for yourself we have to also understand this does not mean a very literal ask literal context so what I mean that what I mean by that is for example I love bean pie, right? Um, as Brother Daniel just uh, explained, right? <laughs> Brother Daniel, maybe he doesn't like bean pie. Maybe he really likes apple pie. But, you know, I go and, and send Brother Daniel a bean pie, even though I, love, I know he loves apple pie. And he's like, 
oh, well, thank you. This is nice, but you know my favorite pie is apple pie. And I'm like, well, I don't care. My favorite pie is bean pie. And, you know, it says love for your brother, would you love for yourself? So I know I would love for myself a bean pie, so I want love for you a bean pie. No, that's not, that's not the, what the hadith means. It means if I know I would really love um, if, it, if someone got me a bean pie, if I knew a bean pie would make me really happy, then I would want to give something to Brother Daniel or another brother or sister, something that I know would make them really happy, whether it's a bean pie or an apple pie, even though everyone knows bean pies, Trump apple pies, but, you know, that's a, that's a discussion <laughs> for another day. <laughs> Next week's podcast. I guess we had our, uh, we had our fill here uh, in the meat and potatoes, so now we're uh, all interested in dessert and seeing how we're going to finish, right? <laughs> Thank you, Brother Kenneth, for those sweet words. Mashallah. Um, <laughs> 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 Pun unintended. <laughs> Pun unintended. Um, so um, I'm glad you brought up the fact about the the feeling you get when you when you receive a gift and then you give it. So yes, I mean I, I have I still have young children and there's nothing that makes me more happy than to give them something and to see them light up. I mean I guess my little one who's uh, who's a uh, nine eight. She just lights up every time it could be the smallest thing she doesn't ask for much um but when she gets something that she really wants uh she lights up the world and yes i so yes we need to go out and try to replicate that in in the world and how we interact with our brothers and sisters muslim and non-muslim and non-muslim and i just wanted to read this um this other hadith um that's in uh in muslim in the book of muslim uh, muslim and uh, the prophet muhammad says <clears throat> Whoever wishes to be delivered from the fire and enter the garden should die with faith in Allah in the last day and should t- and should treat the people as he wishes to be treated by them, which is, you know, the summation of what we all said here today. And so I just pray, you know, I make do a supplication that we all could implement this, this, this hadith in our lives and that we truly, truly wake up every day and go to bed every night, you know, with that, 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 that thought in our mind that, you know, we want, we truly, truly want for our brother, we want for ourselves and that, you know, we do, we make, we make actions and make, uh, do things in the world that live up to that. So, um, that's my, that's my little bit of coffee to go along with the dessert. And, um, so we will close, uh, we'll close out and I want to say thank you, uh, and look forward to seeing you guys at our next dinner date. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Delicious dinner, guys. Very tasty. Meat and Potatoes is a podcast by Embrace. Embrace is a comprehensive convert care and empowerment organization dedicated to providing Muslim converts with social and educational spaces that encourage growth, shape their Islamic identity, and equip them with the tools they need for their lifetime journey. To learn more, visit us at www.embracereverts.org.